Hey guys, I'm Court. And I'm Kate. And you're listening to another episode of The The Castle Chat. Hey friends, and welcome back to another episode of our Disney-themed podcast. Today we are continuing our nine-part series based on the Enneagram personality types, but with a Disney twist. We are calling this the Disneyagram. Whether or not you know your type, we hope these episodes help you better understand yourself, your friends, and your favorite Disney characters. Want to experience more magic with us outside of this episode? Be sure to follow us on all socials at The Castle Chat. If you love what you hear, please leave us a rating or review on Apple or Spotify so we can continue to build this community. Are you ready to jump into the episode? Let's chat about it. Welcome back to another episode of the Disneyagram. The Disneyagram. I wish I had like some sort of intro specific like theme song that was about the Disneyagram that we told you guys all about it, but uh, you're just gonna have to settle for me for now. We're gonna every week we'll just come up with a little, another little tune and we'll we'll go with it. But welcome back, guys. We hope that you had a chance to listen to the first episode of this series for Type One. We are now onto Type Two, which is called the Giver, the Helper, and we love us some Type Twos. Oh my goodness, I have so many Type Twos in my life that I love dearly. So let's kick things off with this episode and get it rolling by giving you all a reminder of what the Enneagram is. Yes, like we had mentioned before, the Enneagram is a personality type that is based on nine numbers. So when you take this test or you read the books that are based on the Enneagram series, you will get a type one through nine. And these types often have have wings attached to them as well. So if you are a type two, you could also be a type two wing three, where you are mostly a type two, but you really lean into some of the type three um, personality items, I guess, or aspects, or you may lean more towards type one. It's on either side of each number. So it's important to one, know your type, but then also figure out what the types are on either side. So if you just listen to type one and you're like, yeah, I'm a type one, maybe you're a type one wing too. So it's important to listen to this episode as well. But at the end of the day, the Enneagram is a personality test, but it is based off of core motivations and fears. So it's not necessarily about what your personality is and why you, it's more about why you are the way you are. So like why you do the things that you do and what motivates you to do those things and why that's pushing your behavior. Yes, and within, like Court said, within each type, there are a subset of core values, core fears, uh, main emotion or uh, passion, and there are uh, head, heart, or body stimulus to how you respond to things around you. Yep. So when something big happens in your life, if you you feel it first in your head, your heart, or in your body, such as your gut. And type twos fall into the heart type. They depend on their emotional intelligence to understand their own reactions and connect with others. So that's kind of a little bit of a breakdown of what the Enneagram is. It, like I said, it's it describes patterns and how people interpret the world and how they manage their emotions. 
From our experience with learning about the Enneagram, the Enneagram has helped us really better understand who we are and why we are the way that we are. And it's a, it's different, in my opinion, than any other personality tests that I have taken. There are tests online, there are books you can read, but also we wanted to provide this podcast as a way for you to listen to each episode if you do not know your type. And hopefully, through listening to the episode, there's one or a couple that stand out to you that you think, this could be my type type. And um, you can also relate that to Disney characters in your life or maybe trip tips that you may need if you are this type when you're heading on a Disney vacation. We wanted to provide a little Disney twist on what it means to be each type in the Enneagram. And we hope that you guys are enjoying this series so far and enjoy the content. Yes, I also think it's important to note that Courtney and I are not experts on this matter. We oh, are not. <laughs> regular people who just have a strong connection to this particular personality typing. We have done a little bit of digging into it, um, and our goal is to do each type justice, but um, we are human, so if we leave aspects out or things out uh, that you feel are important, let us know. Um, send us a DM or reach out to us so we can better represent um, each of these individual types um, and each of you through exploring the Enneagram and how it relates to Disney's storytelling. Yeah, I will echo that as well. Please trust the professionals, the ones that have truly studied this and have degrees or uh, certificates or whatever it is in the Enneagram. We are just providing a fun and friendly resource for you all. We definitely want you to focus on what the professionals have to say about these personality types. Now, you mentioned sending in DMs or or um, reaching out to us on Instagram, and we actually have a really fun part of this series where you guys were able to answer a couple of questions on our Instagram stories about your type and Disney characters that you relate to or things you wish people understood about you or maybe even your favorite parts of being this type. So we actually have some answers to read live on the podcast from you guys. And if you are enjoying these episodes, definitely check out our Instagram for more opportunities to answer these questions and be a part of future episodes. So let's kick things off with talking about kind of what are type twos what are their core aspects their motives their fears what their inner child is let's go ahead and break some of the type two down Well, to revisit the type ones, the type one's main motivation in um, what drives their behaviors and their decision making was a a goal or striving to be perfect, to do things right. And for the two, their main motivation is to just feel loved and appreciated. And it motivates their, their desire to be loved and appreciated, motivates them to express love towards other people in their words and actions, which is why they would be considered the giver or the helper. Yep. The type twos are the people that literally would be there in an instant. They're ready to help. They they want to be by your side in any and every situation. In a way, they are very similar to type sixes. In type sixes are very loyal. And so I think sometimes twos and sixes can get flip-flopped a little bit because they are both very loyal to the people around them. Yeah, the thing, again, that always rings true for me is that the the motive for the type two in wanting to help others is actually to receive love themselves. The 
type one might be somebody who says, I have to go and bring a casserole to this person because they just had surgery because that's what's right. But the two says, I need to go and take a casserole to this person who just had surgery because I want them to love me and be my friend too in case I ever get in a situation like this. And so their their drive for serving others is actually to receive love themselves. I'm so glad you mentioned that because like you said, both are, you know, both types can help someone by bringing a casserole, but it is the motive behind why they are bringing the casserole. And that's why I love the Enneagram because we could be any of these numbers, but why are we doing it? Yeah, exactly. And I think that the twos are, you are going to have somebody in your life who is a two that comes to mind. If you think about that person that is always there, always you know, doing the little things for you. The twos are like their name givers. They pour out so much of themselves and a downfall of their type is that a lot of times what they need and their ability to look out for themselves is tossed to the wayside because they're so busy pouring into other people that their desire for love and need for love actually overcomes what they need as human beings. Oh yeah. I mean, they definitely prioritize others needs over their own. For sure. They, one of their fears is what they want to avoid. Like the type one wants to avoid being seen as a bad person or being wrong. The type two wants to avoid being seen as somebody who's not lovable. Yeah, that's, that's so tough to think about. But also with, with that fear, they, they cope with it by taking care of others and making themselves central to other people's lives. They try to hide that and shelter it by saying, you know what, it's okay. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna put myself right in the middle of people's lives and take care of them. And because of that, they, they are gonna love me because I'm there and I'm dependable. Yes. So the, the, focus on other relationships and pouring into those other relationships can kind of take over and actually leave that person feeling more empty than loved unfortunately but the type twos are so incredible and when they are in their healthy state and they know their worth and they know their value they not only help so many people and do so many good things but they feel satisfied by helping others without getting anything in return and so that is I think in a important um, aspect of emotional growth, especially since type twos are heart-led people. They lead based on their emotions and they feel sad for somebody or they feel so attached and love someone so much that they're doing all of these things for them. Um, It can be easy to let that balance shift into an unhealthy um, devotion or love of other people um, instead of actually knowing that you're valuable too. Yeah, and I mean, like, when when type twos are able to view themselves as enough and as capable, they're able to give more selflessly, and that that's beautiful to see when you see a healthy two that's just out there thriving. Yes, absolutely. So, in talking about more core aspects of two, just like I, I'm kind of continuing to reference type one just to give comparison and reminder, the type one um, had an emotional passion of anger when things weren't going um, appropriately or the way they would hope. For a type one, they would become angry. And for a type two, their emotional passion is actually pride. And it's pride that they're not aware of. They think that they are more valuable and more needed by people maybe than they actually are. And I don't even like this is hard for me to say out loud because I know twos and 
I, I don't want anyone to feel that way, like they're not as needed as they actually are. Um, but sometimes their seeking of love and approval from other people puts them in this place where they, they lean into that so much so that they think that somebody would be so lost without them. And maybe really they're not. Yeah, I mean, with all these types, like we've said, there are the the healthy and the unhealthy parts and it's important to understand both sides of them because they both provide a sense of value and understanding of who people are and um pride is something that i think i mean that a lot of twos struggle with when they are in their unhealthy place and when they're when they are struggling with i mean when they get super passionate with their emotions too i mean this sounds like super bad. I'm going straight into comparing to my fiance. He's not a prideful person, but he is a type two. And he's a type of person that he loves so hard and is like his, his love language is acts of service to receive. And it just shows his motivation is that like, it means the world to him when I show up for him and, and just do something for him, whether that's the dishes or rub his back or watch us like, or like literally just vacuum the house, any chore, any type of service that I can provide for him. He enjoys and that's because he's so often giving of himself that just for someone to show up for him means that he is loved and he sees that. I'm not saying that earlier when I said he's not prideful, I mean, he has his unhealthy days and, you know, he, there are days when I can see where he is, is leading with that a little more, but he is the type of person that is so loving and caring and is always there. And that's something that I love about him. And I love that he is a two. And I mean, you, Caitlin, I mean, you, you carry a little bit of a wing of a two. Am I right? I am a a two winger. Um, A two winger. I, um, spoiler alert, uh, you'll find out next episode, I'm a type three, um, but I am a three wing two. So we'll tell you more about type threes and what my motivations might be, but my, my way of expressing that core desire and what I need as a human comes a lot from me doing things for other people. Mm. Yeah. I mean, me knowing you, like you are that friend where you're always asking, hey, is there anything I can do for you? Or like, let me know if you need help with that. Or hey, I can host this party here. Or I can like, I can take this off your shoulders. And I love that about you because me being my type, which I'm not revealing at this at this time, I, I need that type of person in my life because I often gravitate towards that as well. And I don't know. I just, I appreciate you for the way that you show up as a friend in my life. Oh, thanks. I'm always happy to be there. I think, um, I can't remember what subtype of the two is described as this, but there is one that is known as the host or the hostess. And that's kind of where I sit. I host a lot of things. (laughs) You do, and you're good at it. It's something, well, it brings me joy. I, I truly enjoy doing it for other people. I have never once in my life thrown myself a party, but I will throw a party for anyone that wants me to. And I'm going to throw you a party. <laughs> let me know because um, it will stress me out, but sure. Uh, a surprise. I'll have to surprise throw you something so you don't think about it. Yeah. I, if I, if I knew someone was throwing a party for me, I'd be like, "Don't worry, don't worry about it. I'll just do it. You don't have to. You don't have to See, do it. I'll just I'm do it." See, I'm that way too because of my type and what my motivation and fears are. Yeah. Without revealing my type, I feel Anyways. so secretive. You guys maybe already know what my type is, but well, I think that type twos are 
because they at some point in their life maybe felt rejected or had some strong need for love it develops into this giving of themselves to receive that love but like court said in a healthy state you get to a place where you you feel validated and you do feel loved and these people give so selflessly it blows my mind sometimes at how these people will show up for their friends and people they love and strangers oh my gosh yes these are the people that you see just really reaching out to the community and helping people that they do not even know they are such wonderful people and i mean like you said about childhood i feel like these people are the type of people that maybe they they're seeking love now that they wanted in their childhood they may have grown up in an environment where they did not want to show sadness or fear or rejection or being unlovable and so be able to being as an adult being able to you know seek that love is something that's really important to them now and so it's beautiful to see the story of each of these types and maybe how they might have been as a child as to how they may how that would develop into who they are now and i love how the enneagram kind of takes you through time yeah, I totally agree with that. Why don't we jump into talking about um, some of the submissions that we have from our listeners on why they love being a type two? Ooh, okay, this is so fun. I love this question. I'm so glad we put this one out there. Okay, so our friend Haley, we love you, Haley. Um, she is a two wing three, and she says the favorite part about being her type is that it validates her feelings towards wanting to better the world for all humans and animals. She's a huge animal lover, so this response made me giggle. Yeah, I think that that is one, we love Haley and that's so true of her, but two, um, speaks to even just her wording, being a type two of they want to validate other people um, as well as themselves to, you know, be that person that's going to show up and be there whether it's humans or animals but not only do they want the validation themselves but they want to give that validation to others yes definitely okay we have an anonymous response um this anonymous person said very fulfilling and allows me to maximize my ability to be empathetic to others empathy is huge i feel like with type twos they are extremely empathetic people yeah i think that that is what allows them to give and serve so well is they are able without having specific experiences to put themselves in someone else's shoes and see their need they may have never experienced a terrible illness or particular loss or um any particular hardship in life and when someone that they know or don't know well um, experiences it they say gosh this person must be needing this at this point in time and they provide it and it's it's yeah. always incredible and blows my mind how they're able to put themselves in someone else's shoes without having a first-hand experience in it I very much admire that about type twos. Okay, who else do we have? Um, we have the lovely Erica who said that she is known to be so helpful and empathetic and they love that about being a two. I think it's incredible when people can say, this is someone that I can count on that is helpful that I know I can go to. And Erica is that gal. She literally, Erica literally showed up in a torrential downpour to just meet us in a Disney park. That doesn't show that she's helpful and kind and like just wanting to be there for us. We were blown away by her sweetheart that night. It was amazing. Don't you agree? Oh my gosh. She, uh, we were like, it is 
absolutely pouring. Like, don't worry about it. We know you've got a family that you're going to do other things with. And she's like, no, I'm coming. I'm in the car. I'm parking. I'll see you in a minute. The dedication. (laughs) We love that about her two personalities. So we love you, Erica. Yes. Uh, And we also have Mackenzie, who said that she loves her drive to work hard and help others. Yeah. Man, you twos are just such great people. I love I love twos. I mean, I'm biased. My fiance is a two, so I, of course I love twos. But like, you truly do need you need one of every type in your life. But twos, they really they're just there for you. Create that balance. But I think too with with being a two, and like Erica had said, she's known as being that helpful person that's going to show up. That becomes a burden, I'm sure, sometimes where you're like, oh, man, everyone and their mother is like yeah. texting me yeah. and they need something. And I'm always the one that will show up. And so I have to be there and they can probably become overloaded with a laundry list of, OK, I've got to show up here for this person. I've got to make this for that person. I'm going to have this party here for that person. And it's a long list of like overextending themselves for all their peoples. And I'm sure at the bottom of that priority list for them is take care of me when that that item should be first because we have to fill ourselves before we can fill others and that's just some encouragement for you twos is that fill your cup fill your cup up before you fill others because otherwise you have your cup is dry and you have nothing to give to others so take care of you focus on that self-care and put yourself first when you when necessary okay let's see here all right well that was kind of your responses there for the Favorite part of being this type. I think we should shift over into our Disney characters that fit this type. Now, before we start on this section, I want to say we have, you know, our responses that we found by researching different stuff online and our own knowledge of Disney characters and Disney movies. But we also asked you guys what character you related to most as well. So we want to share both. But we're going to kick it off with Anna from Frozen. We knew Court was going to throw Anna in somewhere. You know I had to mention all the characters that were from Frozen. I mean, come on. You guys are just going to expect that at this point. What what to you makes Anna that type too? Oh, gosh. Okay. Anna is... Man, she is that type of sister, one. So she has a relationship with Elsa where she's kept from her sister, but she has such a desire and passion to make Elsa feel loved which also is coming from a place of her feeling so lonely with being separated from her sister that she also wants that love in return, but she physically cannot receive it because she cannot even like be with her sister. There's this door in between them and they're in different rooms. And so you see that in their relationship with them, but you also see it in the way that she fights for her sister, that she goes after her and is like, no, I'm going to find her. I'm going to figure out what's going on because I'm there for her. You see that with her relationship with Olaf and with Kristoff and just the way that she interacts with people around her she doesn't give up she's very dedicated and she loves those around her and she shows up for them before she would care for herself yeah and I think that her relentless pursuit of Elsa when Elsa is feeling lost herself and I obviously have never had a sister with superpowers but I can imagine if I had a sister with superpowers that being 
maybe somewhat in her shadow. Elsa's supposed to be queen. Elsa's got the powers. She still shows up for Elsa. That doesn't make a difference to her. Elsa is her sister, and she's going to mm-hmm. be there no matter what. Yep. Um, and I think that that is true of a two. I have people in my life that no matter what, no matter what's going on in their life or where they're at, they still show up for other people. Um, and I, I love that about Honest Character. I love that. Okay, who else we got? Okay, I'm going to go with one that I personally love and feel like I kind of relate to, Lumiere. Ooh, tell me more. Lumiere is obviously the host. He is the host of hosts in the Beast Castle. And when Belle or her father Maurice show up, he is the first to be like, hey, what do you need? Hey, what do you need? We got this. We got this. You want to eat this? Great. Um, You are in a cage right now. Let's move her to a really nice bedroom. And he kind of takes on, I think he might be a two wing three, um, this luring, charming, almost... I don't want to use the term seductive, but he's seducing <laughs> Belle into the the oh, magic of funny. the castle by serving her to the yeah. 10th degree, the nth degree. Um, and I mean, Be Our Guest is the host's song. He is throwing out all the cards for Belle, giving her whatever she could possibly imagine and wants her to feel welcomed and taken care of in the castle. So I definitely think Lumiere is... Uh, a very showy um type two man that's a that's a really good one i'm so glad you mentioned that the other ones to note here would be judy hops from zootopia great example mrs incredible from the incredibles and snow white yeah all of those characters snow white is all about helping out getting these dwarves in tip-top shape make she might be a two-wing one trying to get them into shape she yeah i could definitely see her being a two-wing one yeah and dreaming of her perfect prince in the meantime um and mrs incredible is a superhero herself but she puts her career aside for her family and gives them everything that they could imagine and need um i think the sequel incredibles 2 dives a little bit more into um when a type 2 maybe starts to look out for themselves in mrs incredible's story um and we also i think see that judy hops all she wants to do is help others and be Mm -hmm. there for others and she wants the approval and the love of the police department she wants to feel like she's worthy to be on the police team um and so her story too gives you that strong type two um motive and storyline Love it. Okay, what about a villain? We gotta throw a villain in there. We gotta have a villain. It might be difficult to find one for every single type, but we are gonna work hard to do it. But I think that our type two villain has got to be Lotso. This is such a good example of a type two. Yes, from Toy Story 3. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because he's dealing with the pain and anger of his owner forgetting him, which, I mean, is going to drive him to to be the way that he is i mean you think about it i mean he's literally trying to (laughs) capture people in the daycare (laughs) yeah he collects people's or the toys approval of him as superior um and that's what he longs for because his owner did toss him to the wayside and got rid of him and so that is that rejection that he experienced to now all he desires is to be seen as valuable and needed but he takes it to an obsessive and unhealthy degree to the point of 
forgetting about general kindness. And if you don't approve of him and you don't do the way, do things the way that he wants them, you are out. Oh yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty on nail on the head right there. Okay. Let's see. Disney characters that you relate to most and why this is y'all's responses. Okay. So Danielle said Mulan because she is self-sacrificing and empathetic, just like type twos interesting i don't know that i would have thought of that one i i get what she's i mean i get what she's saying i mean it makes sense maybe also like is mushu a type two like mm, he well well no i know what type mushu is i know what type what mushu type is. do you think he is i think he's a three mm, he could be a three wing two he could be a three wing two i think he is because he does show up for mulan and try to make sure that she has what she needs but his motive is not because he wants to be his motive's kind of because he wants to be loved Maybe. Okay. Anyway, tangent. Um, (laughs) Haley said that she relates to Rapunzel. She has lots of dreams and finds a lot of positive things um, to see in the world. And she talks to animals. Of course. Had to mention animals again. I mean, it's got (laughs) to be. Okay. Our anonymous responder has said, I related with the characters in Brother Bear most. Ken, Sitka, and Coda made me a better sibling to my brother and sisters growing up. It was all about self-sacrifice, and it's possibly the most underrated Disney movie there is. Shout out to Brother Bear. Yeah, Can we get a moment for Brother Bear? A uh, round of applause for Brother Bear. Um, I haven't seen that movie in so long. So good. I've seen it one time, probably when I was in elementary school. I should watch it again. Maybe we should eventually do a Digging Deep. Oh, that would be so fun because I feel like, like, I mean, probably, you know, it's definitely underrated. Yeah, I, and the storyline is is deep. You could definitely do a Digging Deep on it. But we also have other responses to get to. Okay, who else do we have? um, Erica said that she says maybe Belle, but a lot of Mirabelle. Um, Mm. We got got Belle and Mirabelle that she feels like. Too many Bells in the house. Yeah, so um, (laughs) lots of (laughs) ding-dongs. Okay, I'm going to edit that out. (laughs) Why? Ding-dongs? I didn't say ding-dongs. I did. Oh, wait, what? Why did you say? You said too many bells, and I said too many (laughs) ding-dongs. But it's funny because bells go ding-dong, ding-dong. Exactly. Anyway, um, so Erica said bell, but mainly Mirabelle. So I I can definitely see Mirabelle. Because she's the one in the family that's literally caring for everyone else. But also, she is the one that doesn't have the family powers. So she doesn't have her gift. And she just wants to be loved and appreciated and accepted. So I can totally see how that works. Belle showed up as a type 1 as well. And type 2 can see that as well. Maybe a 2 wing 3. But I think Belle can fit in a lot of categories as well. Yeah. I I have another opinion about Belle that we'll get to in another episode. Oh, yeah. I, I have the same opinion about her. Okay. Well... I think a two is is a fine thought for Belle because she does she is very helpful. She wants to help her father, and she goes way out of her way to go get him and sacrifices herself and her freedom to set him free. So I definitely think that that is very self-sacrificing for yeah, sure. Two mentality there. I love Mirabelle as a type two response. That's so fun. So I think that Mirabelle maybe in opposition with Anna. Anna isn't maybe she's seeking love for herself because of her sister, but 
In the same way that Anna doesn't have a gift like Elsa does, Mirabelle doesn't have the gifts like the rest of her family, but it is made so apparent to Mirabelle that she is not as valuable as her siblings and her family by her grandmother because she doesn't have a gift. So she is so hungry for approval from Abuela and the rest of her family. And so she goes out of her way to make sure that they all feel seen. They all feel like they've got it going on. She wants to be helpful. She wants to show up here. She does this. Um, and she is looking out for Casita as well. So I think that she is a great representation of a type two, um, maybe under stress. And her whole story arc definitely shows a transition of a type two under stress in need of approval to finally see themselves as worthy, valuable, and loved. So I love that response. Thank you, Erica. Yeah, that was so good. Okay, so that's kind of it for Disney characters that you guys relate to most or the ones that we found that kind of fit that type the most. The last question we asked you guys was, what is something you wish others understood about your type? Now, I mentioned this in the first episode, but I really like this question because it's important for us to understand each type and the people that we have in our lives, whether it's good or bad. And it's um, being the type that I am, like I often lean towards the negative parts of my type. And I think that people view me that way. And I wish they understood me a little bit better or would understand more of the positive qualities of my type. And so I think this question is really powerful. Um, But Danielle said, it can be hard to set boundaries as we are driven by the need to help others. Type twos really do struggle with this. They don't know how to place self-care in their life or they really struggle with it or they're getting better at it and they can often put others needs before their own and it can drain them and so putting boundaries around that can be very difficult for type twos. I also know for the the lean towards being unhealthy is that sometimes because the type two is really craving love from others they will create scenarios to be involved in someone else's life to avoid that self-care for themselves when they're in an unhealthy state so they're like oh do you have a problem do you need help um let me help you whenever they really don't need to be inserting themselves in that particular scenario and instead they could take time for themselves and so um when they know that they need that time and self-care and are able to set that boundary they start to move more towards that healthier version of themselves. I love that. That's really, really good. Okay, what else do we have on here for people's responses? So Haley said that a positive attitude means a lot to me. A negative attitude can really actually bring me down. That just shows kind of the type of people that type two want to surround themselves with or the type of you know emotion or attitude that they need to be around. Okay, let's see here. Okay, our anonymous response is that we aren't just unlimited resources of kindfulness and helpfulness. It's not always easy to be helpful and empathetic, so it's nice to be appreciated for it at times. So glad this person brought up appreciation. This kind of goes into love languages a little bit. It's like how you show love back to people, how you show your appreciation for the people that show up for you in your lives, and those people being type twos. By thanking them, I think that just goes so far for them. It goes such a long way, right? Absolutely. I have also learned in my adult life that how 
a particular person expresses love for me is often how they would hope to receive it. And so for type twos who are constantly going out of their way to show up for you, do things for you, be helpful for you. If you take a minute to be helpful to them, or like you said, just say thank you, it can go a long way. And to follow that, um, our friend Carly said that positive words, words of affirmation and phrases can actually go a long way for us. Yeah, definitely. Words of affirmation is probably huge for type twos. All right. And Erica said that I also need help just as much as I give it. And that's that reminder of like prioritizing self-care if you are a type two, making like, actually scheduling it into your day so that you have time to fill yourself up before you go and fill others. Absolutely. We are so appreciative of all you type twos out there, the ones who responded to our prompts, as well as the ones who didn't. You are so worthy and valuable um, and you don't need to do things for other people to be that. You already are, but we are so grateful for the way that you show up. I love that. Okay. So you type twos, you're heading on a Disney trip. What are some tips for type twos that would be most helpful on their next Disney trip? So like we've said before, we tried to come up with tips for each type that are specific to their gifts and the things that they are strong in, as well as a way to balance their stress and create a more positive experience for them on a Disney trip. We know it can be a little chaotic. So um, for our type twos, I think it's super important to maintain a healthy space mentally to just take a minute for yourself and plan something that you know is going to make you happy. When you are on vacation, you are trying to make sure everyone else is happy, getting everyone else what they need, but it's a vacation for you too. So take a minute and make sure that you get that thing that you know you love. If you love watching the fireworks, if you love a particular attraction, make sure that the group sets out sets aside time or you set aside time apart from everyone else to go do that thing that makes you happy i think too with saying with saying that tip knowing my fiance and being at disney with him i know that there have been times where it's hard for him to speak up and say hey i want to go do this i really want to go ride this ride or i really want to go eat this piece of food or shop in this merchandise store and i think it's also learn if you are not a type two learning type two's favorite things so that when it's not brought up you can say hey do you want to watch the fireworks or do you want to go grab this food from pico bills like do you want to do that and it, and if that is something they're thinking about, they're more likely to say, yes, actually, I would love that. Or, no, no, it's fine. And then you can say, no, let's go do that. You know, and I think it's sometimes it's taking other people in your life to kind of speak that out so you can have the confidence to say yes, because it sometimes must be hard to say, hey, can we go do this? I know it's not like in the plan or what we said we were going to do, but it's something that I really want to do. But have courage to speak up. But also, if you're not a type two, Call out the things and and then say and ask questions of, hey, do you want to go do this? I think you'd really love this. Or let me know what you want to do. This would be great. So I like that. Great tip. Our second tip to uh, follow that up with what are twos really great at and strong in. Our type twos are going to be the person that has everything you need in their bag. So type twos, pack yourself 
an incredible park bag. If somebody has a blister, you've got a Band-Aid. If somebody has a headache, you've got the ibuprofen or the Tylenol. If somebody needs some hand sanitizer, I bet you've got it in your bag because you are looking out for everyone by having that perfect park bag. I love it. I love it. Well, twos, we love you. We appreciate you. Thank you for all that you do. And if you feel like you've listened to this episode and you're a two and you've just discovered your type, let us know. Send us a DM. We'd love to know that this episode helped you discover your type. We will be digging into type three in our next episode. So if you are a type two and you're maybe kind of figure out if you're a wing one or a wing three, it'd be great to listen to both episodes on either side to kind of figure out what that wing would be. So we're excited to continue this series and I don't know it's it's been fun so far it has been so fun and I'm looking forward to continuing breaking down each of these types and hearing what you guys have to say but as always trip tip or not this is a special little series we are doing but our podcast is always brought to you by the wonderful Kelly at Kelly's Magical Vacations if you are looking to book a Disney trip in the future head to the link in our Instagram bio to get connected with Kelly and she can start planning your perfect trip for you today for free creator spotlight it's a new spotlight yeah 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 (laughs) so many yes okay guys we are coming to you with another creator spotlight and today we're giving you a duo because it is type two so we had to go with two we are bringing you aaron and sarah who are from another disney podcast that we love and support called the pixie dust project aaron and sarah are both very creative individuals they have their own individual instagram pages that are I don't know. The content is just so fun and laid back. I love looking at their stuff and the fact that they are gal pals that are doing a podcast just like us based on their love for Disney, I think is so, so fun. And we love supporting other podcasts that are out there really chasing their dreams. So we wanted to shout them out today. Absolutely. We love Pixie Dust Project Pod. Um, We are so incredibly gifted with the ability of pursuing making a podcast and to know people out there who are pursuing the same passions is actually really great. I feel like this culture we live in wants us to compete and feel like we're against each other, but it's so nice to um, have people around us that are doing the same things, that run into same road bumps or have the same successes and we can celebrate those and work through those together. And so Aaron and Sarah are an inspiration for both of us and they are pursuit of their own podcast that pixie dust project go check them out on instagram you can find them at pixie dust project pod and they have links to their personal pages there as well well guys thanks so much for spending time with us today on this episode of the castle chat for now we'll leave you with what we always leave you with which is there's a great big beautiful tomorrow out there waiting for you go make it magical see you real soon bye guys bye